right, all right, all right. Day 378. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith, and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so Psalm 65. Psalm 65 is this prayer of praise to God by the psalmist. And one of the things we see is that, you know, uh, God is a God who answers prayer and therefore he is one who is worthy to be praised, right? Prayer and praise go hand in hand, right? Praise is rightfully yours, God in Zion. Vows to you will be fulfilled. All humanity will come to you. The one who hears prayer. Iniquities overwhelm me. Only you can uh, only you uh, can atone for our rebellions. And so we see here, man, that the first way the Lord is going to answer prayer, according to this psalm, is by forgiving sin. God is the one whom we all have sinned against, and he is the one most fit and able to forgive those sin. Um, You know, if you think about it, praise is a covenantal act slash response, right? So there's this communication that goes on in that we receive something primarily from him. And before he receives anything from us, right, we are forgiven, right? In the ancient world, gods had to receive, quote unquote, gods had to receive something first before they could bless their people. And it is this is not the way it goes with the God of the Bible, right? We are primarily recipients, right? We receive forgiveness and thus we respond with praise, right? So there is this back and forth, but it is uh, the priority in the um, initial blessing comes from God and we bless him back with our praise, right? We also see uh, in, this, in these verses, God's hearts, uh, God's heart for the nations, right? So we realize that, you know, forgiveness is not just for Israel. It is for all of humanity. The only hope of all of humanity is the God who created all of humanity, right? He's the only one who can forgive us. And in verse four, we see that forgiveness is not an end an inning of itself, right? Most of us think that we come to Christianity and, you know, all right, my sins are forgiven. That's the main message of Christianity. And that is not true technically, right? Forgiveness is the pathway. It is the road, right? It is the means to an end, the end being communion and union with God. It is relationship and fellowship with God. And verse four tells us that, right? He says, yo, how happy is the one you choose, right? And brings near to live in your courts, right? This is right after he talked about forgiveness. He says, we will be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple, right? So the dwelling of man with God is the goal of history, right? I want you to think about that. The dwelling of human beings with the God who made them for himself is the goal of history. Forgiveness is the pathway, the road, the means to that end, right? Union and communion with God is what constitutes ultimate and true blessing. Remember that word, Uh, how happy, right? That occurs all throughout the Psalms. And it can be translated as blessing and happiness and flourishing and blessing um, and the fulfillment of our very natures comes from being in the presence of God, right? So we see that prayer, you know, 
Um, praise is a is a response of us to answer prayer, particularly the prayer uh, of answer. I'm sorry, the prayer of asking for the forgiveness of sins. Right. Verse five to eight, we see a second way that the Lord answers prayer. Right. He answers his people's prayer with awe inspiring works. Right. So it says this. You answer us in righteousness with all inspiring works god of our salvation the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the distant sea so we see that um in six through nine or in five through eight um you know we have the awesome works of god which include redemption and him saving people right salvation absolutely but it's also this idea of preservation so he's going to talk about the seas and the skies and all of these things and the Lord is preserving the creation he has made, right? Remember Genesis uh, chapter 9, excuse me, chapter 6 through 9. Um, God makes a covenant with this man named Noah, right? Where the Lord promises that the seasons would continue in the night and day. And that there would be this regularity of nature that would not cease. And God fulfills that promise made millenniums ago today. Every time you wake up and open your eyes in the morning, God is fulfilling one of his promises. And that was what many theologians have called the covenant of preservation, right? God promised to preserve his creation until he was done doing his uh, appointed ends, right? Until he made everything new, until Christ came back and set up his kingdom on earth, God was going to preserve his creation. So when we open our eyes in the morning and we see the sun coming up, or when we go to bed at night and the and the sun going down, right? Or we see that the seas don't come and overtake and flood the earth, right? All of these things are reasons to give God praise because he is the one who is guiding, preserving, right? The earth through his providence. Now, we also see that, um, you know, the Lord is the one who provides for the earth. Right. So in 9 to 13, he's going to say, yo, you've provided people with grain. Right. The wilderness pastures overflow. Right. The pastures are clothed with flocks. So God is not just the one who answers prayer in terms of forgiveness and salvation and redemption. But he is also the one who answers prayer in uh, preservation. But finally, and, and also uh, I don't I want to say most importantly, but. The, the end of this psalm comes to say that God is the one who provides, right? He is the one who provides for the people of the earth and for the earth itself. So the food we eat, right? The homes we live in, right? The, 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 the many blessings that we have, this is all from the hand of a wonderful, wonderful God. And, you know, we ought to praise God because we see his hands, his fingerprints, his blessing in every spear of life right even amidst the brokenness of the world the reason we believe um we as believers praise is because of the beauty of our god right who is working in and through it to change it and renew it right and as i read this song man i just think about the lord jesus right who is the one who the father sends he is the son who comes into the earth the father sends to accomplish redemption right through his death burial, resurrection, ascension, and heavenly session at the Father's right hand. But he is also the one whom uh, Colossians 117 will say uh, is the one who holds the world in place. By him, all things hold together, right? And I just, I just want us to be reminded that if he can hold the universe in place as intricate 
complex and mysterious as it is, who are we today to think that he can't handle something as small to him as the problems of his people, right? The Lord answers prayer. And so I just want you guys to know a few things, right? He can handle your problems. He answers your prayer. and He wants you to respond by praising him, right? In praising him, we practice now the very thing we will do for all of eternity. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would give us uh, a praise in our belly that we can't help but lift up and give back to you for the ways you answer our prayers in salvation, in preservation, and in provision. Lord, we ask that we would remember these things as we go about our days. 